in your Bible tonight. Join me, if you would, to Galatians chapter number 5, if you would please. Galatians chapter number 5. The young people stand in tonight, and I am so glad they are. I guess uh, it would be good just to have a good full house. Look at them over there. They're just hungry for the Word of God. They already got their Bibles open. They're ready to go. And so since they're just joining us, let me bring them up to snuff where we really are tonight. If you'll take your Bible and join us to Galatians chapter number 5. Last week I talked to you about uh, the law of liberty and living in liberty. Let me show you verse 1. Something has happened to the churches in Galatia. Somebody from Jerusalem has come down and began to preach a heresy about circumcision and so forth. And trying to get the Christians who have been saved to go back under the law, under the rituals and the ceremonies and so forth. Notice, if you would, Paul says in verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Again, look, if you would, at um, down a verse just a little ways, and uh, let me read for you verse number 9. The Bible said, A little leaven leaveneth, the whole lump. What he's saying is a little bit of sin in the church makes the whole church sinful in the eyes of God. Look at verse number seven. He says, ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? So just for the young people, somebody has come into the churches that Paul is writing to and has Robbed them of their liberty in Christ, and now he's, they're putting rules and regulations on them that really are not uh, sufficient and not necessary. And the Bible said they did run well, but somebody has hindered them. Probably if you're hindered in your walk for Christ, it's because of somebody, not something. Most church problems are not over a blackboard in the primary department or a phone hung that the phone committee did not vote on. Most problems in the church, it's getting real quiet, comes from people. Who did hinder you from not wanting to hear the truth. Now we're living in a day, gang, where nobody wants to hear the truth. Now I hear a lot about same-sex marriage and how sanctified marriage is. Why are there so many living outside the bonds of marriage? At the same address. What's the difference in same sex marrying and no marrying? See all the folks that's raised and came about the same sex deal. Are the same ones that's shacking up. And you know I just think I'd be consistent if I was going to be anything. 
You know what I mean? And, and somebody may ask, preacher, why do you not accept folks who's cohabiting? Because a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 5 said, church discipline is necessary when that takes place. So why should I let it in just so I'd have to kick it out? I thought we'd have fun tonight, but I believe I threw some pepper on your steak. It didn't hardly go over too good. Kazoontite. Something break up the, the stiffness in here. Verse 13, for brethren. Notice this, for brethren. Who's he talking to now? Save folk, folk at the church at Galatia. For brethren, we have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh. But by love serve one another. Verse 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The last six commandments has to do with relationships between individuals. The first four has to do with love for God and relationship with God. Love fulfills all those commandments. If you love your neighbor, you will not try to steal his wife. If you love your neighbor, you will not lie to your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you will not murder your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you will not bear false witness against your neighbor. If you love God, you'll do what God wants you to do. All the law is fulfilled in one word, love. Now the Judaizers is trying to bring the Galatians back under the law. And you're a better Christian if you are circumcised. You're a better Christian if you worship on Saturday. You blah, blah, blah. And Paul writes them and says, let me give you one word that will help you fulfill the whole law of Moses. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now they're arguing and bickering in the church. That would be a good verse to give them. Notice verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one with another. Church differences and church arguments do nothing to settle anything. The best thing to do is love each other and serve each other in love. Now he goes tonight, talks about the law of liberty last week. Tonight, let's, law, let's talk about the law of likeness. The law of likeness. The law of likeness of Christ. Wouldn't it help everybody here tonight? If we were more like Christ. Well let's see what that means. Verse 16. This I say then. Referring back to what has previously been said. Consuming one another. Arguing with one another. 
bickering with one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Boy, Paul gets right to the thing, don't he? Hey, your problem is you bunch of folks over here you're living for flesh. I mean, you think that if you keep the rules and you keep the law and you beat your flesh down, that you're going to be a good Christian. No, you're just going to be full of flesh. And the Bible said in Romans, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So he says to us tonight, the dilemma in all of our situations. Walk in the spirit. I don't mean walk around like this. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. You know, you can tell when somebody's in the spirit, they roll their eyes back. Now, I'm not talking about that. He says, walk in the spirit. And thou shalt not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Is that what he says? Now, how many folks still believe the book? So... The answer then to all of our dilemma, whether it's been parents or whether it's been teenagers or whether it's been church members or whatever it might be, our answer for our dilemma is to walk in the spirit. Is that not so? Because if we do that, we will not fall for a Kmart blue light special. We will not buy that which we don't need. We will not say that which we do not need to say. We will not go where we do not need to go. We do not look at what we don't need to look at. And we do not uh, 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 mind over and over. And we do not mill our minds over dirty things. We don't go there if we are walking in the Spirit. Well, preacher, I don't know how you walk in the Spirit. Thank God you're here tonight then. Notice. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. Paul put it this way. That which I would, I do not. And that which I would not, that I do. I find a law warring in my members and it's the law of sin that brings me. By the way, did you know that we all are sinners? Now, some of us are not great big sinners. I wonder who ever put categories on sin. I guess a fellow who drinks whiskey is a bigger sinner than he who drinks beer because the alcohol content is so much more. Hello, come on. If you've been saved very long, your flesh lusts against the spirit. Many of you on Sunday morning, the spirit says, get up. The flesh says, shut your mouth. 
The spirit says, get up and go to Sunday school. The flesh says, how about church? Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. All of us have that problem, man. Every single one of us. And I don't know why we're so hard on other folks. Who are sinners just like us. Well, I didn't do what they did. Oh, okay. In other words, you just drink beer. You didn't drink the full loaded hooch. But you know you can get drunk on the same stuff. I thought our Lord said something about a moat out of somebody's eye and a beam out of somebody else's eye. I, I, I don't know maybe if that has any, any, any illustration here tonight. But have you noticed how much more sinful teenagers are now that we're older? If you kids just knew what we went through. I mean, if you just, I mean, you just don't know. You, I tell you, you've got it so good. You don't even have to plug up your cable receiver. You can watch it from any room in the house. You can watch it out in the yard. Preston and Stone takes one with them to the lake. You kids just don't understand how tough it was when we were kids. Way some of you want to do your hair. Did anybody ever see Elvis's hair? How about little Richard? <laughs> look, look, look. It's so easy to jump on somebody else's flesh wagon. Uh, because our wagon don't have that kind of flesh on it. The Bible says, now notice, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit... You're not under the law. Are you ready? Now the works of the flesh are manifest. What a list. Adultery. Fornication. Or fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. I can't even pronounce it, let alone practice it. <laughs> Vile affections, uh, unclean, unpure, that's what it is. Idolatry, witchcraft. Hatred, variances, immutilations, wrath, strife, sedations, and heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, and revelings, of such like. He said, just in case I didn't cover everything, of such like. In other words, if you didn't jump in that 15... Uh, Connotation. He said, now, 
anything of such like. Just in case you covered it all. Of which I tell you before as I have also told you in times past. Now look at this. They which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. If we walk in the Spirit... I mean, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Living in the law of likeness. Yes, I do have liberty in Christ. Yes, I can do. A lot of things my flesh wants to do. I have liberty to do that. I have liberty to drink Old Crow or Pat's Blue Ribbon or Colorado Kool-Aid. I have liberty to do that. But I don't think I'll be doing it. Now why? Because that guy died. That's the problem. They that are to Christ have crucified the flesh. You know there are a lot of ways of dying. I was telling Brother Pickett and Brother Jim and Brother Brian... No, I'm just talking to him. You can't tell him anything. I said, fellas, did you know that uh, there's a lot of ways to die? And I could hang myself. I could shoot myself. I could overdose with drugs. I could walk out in front of a car. I could jump off a boat. Is it about watching Shark Week? If you are, you're weird. But you know, there's one kind of death I can't do by myself. Crucify. There's no way in God's heaven I can crucify myself. How many of you have been trying to crucify the flesh so that it would not fulfill the lust of the flesh? Can't do it, man. It is impossible for you and I to crucify ourselves. That's got to be done by somebody else. Now, I want to show you a verse now, because if you don't get anything, I want you to go home thinking about something. Verse 24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Are you a Christian? Have you been saved? Now you know that. 
How do you know if you died right now, heaven would be your own? How do you know that? You know it by faith, do you not? I said, do you not? You know, have it, you, you know that by faith. Now, when did that radical change take place? Was it when you got saved? Talk to me now. Was it when you got saved? If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Is that what your Bible says? Then positionally and experientially, you were saved. All that took place when you gave your heart and exercised faith in Christ. See, you've been crucified. That's something God did for you. Now it's about time he was exercising faith. Not only to realize it positionally, but experientially. That happened when you got saved, if you'd let God do it. But the problem is the flesh... It's saying, no, hang on, man. You don't want to give that up. You don't want to quit drinking that booze. You don't want to quit looking at that porn. No, you hang on, hang on. Flesh is saying, hang on. Spirit is saying, would you like to be happy? Amen. Now, the only way we know if that's happened or not is what's hanging On the outside of the tree. The works of the flesh. Are the fruit. Of the spirit. Paul says. Galatians the fruit of the spirit. I mean the fruit of the works of the flesh. Is going to destroy that church. And if you you folks don't realize something, that you were crucified with Christ, and if you do not start living a crucified kind of life, I mean crucified to the world and crucified to the flesh and all that dirty, rotten sins you're doing, if you don't realize that God took care of that at Calvary, you're going to ruin that church. It'll ruin this one too. It'll ruin any church. Because a little sin makes the whole lump sinful. And Paul is writing to that church. Yes, you have liberty. But you need to learn to live in the law of likeness of Christ. In the likeness of Christ. Notice the provision for Christ's likeness. A provision. I've got ten minutes. I'll be done in ten minutes. You say, what time do they play? 9.05. Got a note right here from Jim. 9.05. Notice the provision. We do not have to be a victim of our flesh. We do not have to be a victim. We can be victorious. In Christ, we can. Now notice, in verse 16, just a plain command. How many folk know what a command is? Notice verse 16, he says, Paul says, this I say then, if you feel like it, walk in the flesh, walk in the spirit. If your wife will allow you, walk in the spirit. If your husband will grant it, walk in the spirit. And if you teenagers don't think it's square, go ahead and walk in the spirit. But if you want to be the kind of Christian God wants you to be, 
Get out of the flesh. Realize that you were crucified with Christ. With the deeds of the flesh. Isn't it amazing? I don't have the same appetites for things that I had 46 years ago. Isn't that amazing? That just, I'm talking about one Thursday morning, I went to the shop. And all the dirty pictures was on the wall. And Thursday at lunchtime, we played poker and I tried to get back from my employees what I was paying them. I started the poker game. Isn't it amazing that Friday morning, those pictures were ugly? Isn't it amazing there wasn't no more poker games after Thursday night? Isn't it amazing? I laid them Marlboros on the top of that box, my toolbox, Friday morning. And had smoked one since. Isn't it amazing? I hadn't had a hangover one since that Thursday night. Isn't it amazing? I want to go to church now. Isn't that amazing? It was a, it was a desire in my heart to serve God. I wanted to sing the choir. There was a chair. I asked if I could. He said, yes. One practice. He said, don't let anything come out. Just move your mouth. He said, did that offend you? I said, no, I was filling the chair. Fifth grade boys class opened up. Can I teach it? Yes. A bus route opened up. Can I work it? Yes. Isn't it amazing? Isn't that that unreal? That God started crucifying, cutting out of my life, the desire to do what the flesh is crying out for. Now, it ain't all gone. (laughs) Go ahead and say amen. And if yours is, please touch me during the invitation. I need some of your holiness to rub off on me. But may I say, there's not any here holier than thou. Just some a little bit more crucified than others. There's some things that's been cut out. Notice he, the command. Then in verse 17, he gives the contrast. We can tell the difference. In verse number 17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Or put in terms that you can understand, for the husband lusteth against the wife. You ever have any? I know you don't have any arguments now that you're saved. You just have holy disagreements. Come on, can you say amen? A little bit of lust involved there. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're dumb. You're right. I married you. That makes me dumb. Let's go. <laughs> Has anybody? Have you, had to want, have you wanted to shoot some driver in the past week? Has he passed you and reminded you how old you're acting? Contrast. You know whether you're walking in the spirit or not. You know whether you're walking in the flesh or not. He contrasted. Verse 18, look at this. If you want 
to walk in the flesh, it don't take any commitment at all. It just come natural. But if you want to walk in the spirit and you want God to bless you. Now, but if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Commit yourself to living like Christ. Commit yourself to thinking like Christ. See, here's a good thing about Christ. He didn't have to do anything unusual to act like Christ. Do you know that Christ did not even have to work at living like God? He did not ever have to discipline his mind not to think evil. Because he's good. He didn't have to work at it. And that's what we need to be like. Is like him. Notice the provision. Now notice the proofs of Christ's likeness. Verse 19 through 23. Now the works of the flesh are what? Manifest. Now notice if you would please. In verse 19. And I wonder why. I don't know why. But Paul first covers sexual sins. Secondly, he deals with spiritual sins. And then he deals with social sins. Now, you know where he's writing from, right? He's writing from Corinth. In Bible times, if anybody was weird, maybe a child molester or a whoremonger or maybe a prostitute, you know what they called them? Corinthians. Corinth was such an evil, wicked place. Had a temple at the top of the hill and a thousand temple prostitutes came to town every evening to sell themselves to the sailors because it was a seaport on both sides. And a thousand prostitutes came to town every evening with their pimps creating cash flow for the temple. Corinth was a wicked, ungodly place. And Paul is writing this letter from Corinth. And he wrote first about this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and lasciviousness. Spiritual sins, not first. Social sins, not first. He covered sexual sins. And sexual sins are of the flesh. You folks are looking at me like I wrote this. King James, I writeth it not. But maybe in Galatia, maybe like America, 2013. 
Morality, godliness, and holiness passed away several years ago. Mostly, I think, because of parents too busy to give children godly counsel and godly direction. Don't go home now and say, you told me last night that I was a cause of my kids. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when we go through this community and pick up bus kids. And half of them don't know which parent is theirs. And when in America we have so minimized marriage and so defunct marriage, I think maybe it might have been about the same way in Galatia and Corinth. And Paul just felt of the Lord to put adultery Fornication, uncleanliness, and lasciviousness first. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. These four particular names cover all kinds of sin. Outside the confines of marriage. Now you're looking at an old boy who still believes in marriage. Believes in the sanctity of marriage. I believe any man should honor the woman with his name. You say, well, I ain't got much of a name. Well, you ain't got much to give away, then go ahead and do it. Adultery. Adultery is against a mate. It's impossible for a single person to commit adultery. And just because of that, God thought he'd cover that when he said fornication. That word means repeatedly whoredom will not stop. A pattern. Brother Jim, you want to picture the rest of this? Because I think they all left me a little while ago. I don't know why you're so quiet. It's in the Bible. You might as well take that page out if you're going to get quiet on me. I'll furnish scissors next week just in case I cover something you don't like. <laughs> adultery. Amen. Adultery. Well, I've never committed adultery. Uh, you guys ever looked on a woman into lust? Amen. He said, bless God. Uh, uh, uh. Why are you watching on late night television? Amen. If it's x-rayed, what are you doing watching it? 
adultery. Fornication. That's where the single person comes in. A married person can commit fornication. But a single person can't commit adultery because adultery is against your mate. Fornication is against God. Maybe I need to skip this next week. (laughs) Uncleanliness. Impurity. Physically, mentally, spiritually, unclean. Deuteronomy chapter 24 in reference to divorce. And they asked Jesus in Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Did not Moses suffer a bill of divorcement to be granted? And Deuteronomy 24 verses 1 through 4 said, If a husband marry a woman and he find uncleanliness in her. Uncleanliness. Impurity. Did you know that there's no place in the Bible... Where divorce is granted to a woman. Did you know that it's awful hard in the Old Testament to find anywhere that a man committed fornication? Even though he could have 700 concubines and 300 wives. In the Jewish society. Men could do just about anything they want to. And women was just. A piece of property. And if. One night. Joe Smo felt like that. Sister Smo. Wasn't any good anymore. He could just put her away. Send her a tent. And say you stay there. And she'd stay there. Isn't it amazing. When folks start talking about. Divorce today. They always look at Deuteronomy 24. For an answer. Lasciviousness, lewd, lustful, and filthy. When I see a little six-year-old girl found under a tarp with a plastic bag over her head, that is the final finality of the works of the flesh. Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, you. What do you do? Yes, I, 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 I would never do. I would never do that. Hey, the lust of the flesh is the lust of the flesh. And they're manifested in these things. And here's the thing, and I want to close, and I'll, we'll take up this next week if anybody comes. The works of the flesh are never just the works of you. If there's a devil, and I believe there is. And if there's disembodied spirits, demons and evil spirits, and I believe they are. I believe once you give over 
and tell God, I'm going to do what I want to do, the devil will say, I'm going to help you. You ever heard of addiction? Oh, just one night watching porn while mama is in, at all off someplace. Won't hurt me just one night. No, just, just one picture. Do you know you're messing with demons? Well, I can quit. Why don't you? Well, I can drink a beer. Devil help you too. Devil, you have to drink two or three of them. Pretty soon you're so cool you can drink a six pack. Amen. Then you can drink a half a case. Amen. And then they catch you driving. Amen. And then you kill one of your friends. Amen. Like a football player just did. Amen. Works of the flesh, it's just not us. And uh, walking in the spirit, it's not us. Now get this. We're just an instrument that either God or the anti-God uses. And you make the call. Amen. 